Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz, and I am smiling today because I have another Master Shopkeeper member with me today, and we are doing an interview because I really want to learn. I actually know a little bit about her journey, but I want to share um, share this journey and what she's been going through with all of you. So we will be wrapping up season three here over the next few weeks, and I thought it would be really fun to do interview style episodes um, to wrap up the season. So I want to introduce you to Karen. And Hello. Hi, Karen. Tell us the name of your store because I have a feeling I don't pronounce it correctly. Um, that's probably because we haven't done a good enough job of, of letting people know how to pronounce it correctly. It's All Love Place. A-L-L-U-V Place. It looks like a lot of people want to say a Louvre. Um, so it sounds very, that sounds very French and sophisticated, but it's all love. Um, my partner, Randy Moser, she, her first business was The Olive Place. And she came up with that name um, because she really wanted to encompass what the business was about. That it's, it's about um, making anyone who does business with us and anyone comes in the store or buys from us to feel welcome, to feel loved. Um, the logo is a little simple olive branch that so represents peace and, and love and, um, you know, all, all inclusion. So that, that is why we are called All Love Place. I love it. I remember uh, I've seen, obviously, I've seen your business name. I follow you on Facebook and Instagram. But I remember when you actually told the story behind the name, I loved it even more. Mm -hmm. So I really want to know, I know you have a unique journey because not only do you have your brick and mortar business, which opened right, right before COVID. A week came. before we had yeah. to close. Yes, we'll talk, about, we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about that for sure. But um, you have a unique journey because you also are involved in another company and that led you to opening the brick and mortar business. So um, I interviewed Taylor of the turquoise top hat last time, and it, it was like the same kind of question. Just tell me about your journey into becoming a shopkeeper. Okay. Um, I think that, um, I, you know, I listened to you, I think you mentioned in a podcast about how you used to play shopkeeper when you were little. And I, I also was very much that kid. Um, I always, I used to just, I was always drawing or making something. There's always kind of some kind of maker. And we used, uh, we used to sit in my, my parents' family room. And when people would come over, we had relatives staying with us. I would set up a little table and sell my pictures or whatever it was I made. I would put them up for sale. And um, it was always playing as something along those lines. You know, I had an, um, an ice cream shop. I had a little makery biz, something. Uh, so in my mind, um, I always thought I'm going to have some kind of little business where I'm making something and selling something. Um, and, you know, like, like many people, I, I took a responsible, well, what I thought was the responsible path and, and did something very different for many years until um, I had three kids and was able to take a little more time to explore what it was I really wanted to do. Um, and I got into kind of just uh, painting furniture and making little little crafts and things. And I started just by selling them at my kids' um, Christmas bazaar at their elementary school. Um, and that really was, that was my first foray into that world. And I found that I really enjoyed it, started doing 
little um, pop-up markets at my home at the holidays with a friend. That turned into um, to a pretty popular venture. And from there, started doing a lot of custom painted work, um, which was wonderful. But if anyone does that full-time, you know, I mean, I'm sure you know, <laughs> it's very physically challenging. Um, it's very hard on your body if you're doing it five days a week for long days. Um, so from there, I was connected with um, a vintage market. It was a, and also a pop-up shop. I rented a space um, that did extremely well. And um, I think that's where my retail journey really began. I found that I really had a love for uh, not just the making part of it, but what I really loved was the, the interaction with people. Um, I always worked the, the checkout desk um, during our, our three-day sale, and that was my favorite place to be, interacting with the customers and seeing the joy on their face as they, they walked out with their treasures. And I just, that was, I'm a very much a people person. Um, so that was, that was where that began. Um, through that, um, chalk paint was introduced to the U S and, um, and that's how I, I got connected. I was blogging quite a bit at the time, um, and had a, had a decent platform and I got connected into that industry started working for um for one of the companies and that's what led me to so I work for can I say the name of the company yes, I work for? Yes. okay I work for DIY paint um Debbie's design diary DIY paint I'm the retail director so um I put a lot of time into that to um, helping build that company and we're really proud of it now you still work as the retail director for that company, I do. Right? Mm -hmm. And then you opened your own brick and mortar space. I know you said a week before COVID closed, yeah. closed you down in California. You're in California. What area of California are you in? I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm, okay. I'm about as far out um, as, like, as you can go and still be part of the Bay Area. So I'm pretty, pretty suburban. It's in Brentwood, California. Um, it's considered the East Bay part of the Bay Area. Um, it's interesting too, because of COVID, I, uh, I think things are really changing. A lot of people, we have a lot of people who might've commuted to Silicon Valley or, um, you know, nearby areas and they, they live in Brentwood because you can buy a lot more home and, and uh, schools are very good and it's a nice quality of life. We have more people, I think, moving out here now because of that very reason. They can work anywhere, and if they can work anywhere, why not live where there's a, a nice quality of life? And that's right. been really the secret to success, I think, for our store as well. We've really kind of catered to, to, um, to a family lifestyle. That makes sense. Now, what was, in terms of a time frame, because I'm trying to envision your time frame, for, let's say, for instance, the time that you started doing those market type events to the mm -hmm. time you opened your brick and mortar store. And I know you, you're married and you have three children and you raise, you're raising, <laughs> how old are they now? They're grown now. My oldest okay. is 23. She just graduated school. And then I have two, I have twins that are, uh, they'll be 19 in November and they're, okay. they've also graduated school. So um, that, that is a big difference. I, I did, um, I, I did a lot of, I rented space for, let's see, I guess I started renting a space in a, in um what's, it's now gone, but it was called Paris Flea Market. It was kind of a pop-up shop um, 
that was probably 10 years ago. Okay. Um, and did that for several years and then rented space at different, um, different stores in my city here in Brentwood. Um, and after my kids graduated, um, I just started to feel like, you know, I guess I'm one of those people that if I'm committing to something and I'm support, if I'm a part of something that I believe in, I'm going to give it 110% no matter what I do. I always, I, so I spent a good amount of time building the, the Paris flea market and then, um, you know, really put my effort into building DIY paint. Um, the store, the store that I was renting in, I put, um, a, a tremendous amount of time into trying to build business there. And I think I got to a point where I felt like I was much more invested in building the business than the owner was themselves. And that's when it dawned on me, like, if I'm really this passionate about, about small business and, and retail, then I should probably be considering doing this on my own. Um, and, 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 you know, the things that I really care and matter to me, I can have some control over that and how I think that it should be run. And that's yeah. what led me to where I am now. I remember when we spoke the first time and you said that, and I love that, I love that you have so much heart and that you put all of that passion into what you're working on. But I also love that you decided that after all of these years of putting passion into other people's mm -hmm. businesses, that you decided to go all in on yourself and your own business. Mm -hmm. And I know that's why you decided to open up your own store and you do have a business partner, which you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, so how does it feel even though COVID hit and you were I can't even imagine <laughs> like when we had our grand opening and how excited we were. And then all of a sudden for, you know, uh, the state to tell us that we would have to close, but mm -hmm. how excited are you just to have that brick and mortar business? I imagine you always envisioned opening it, although it probably sat at the back of your mind, raising mm -hmm. children, doing all of these other things, how it had to feel so good to just have the opening at least. It did. It felt so good. I mean, I think, you know, I think you mentioned the last time we spoke that like the three months before and the three months after were, that you opened your store were just incredibly, just, just blindingly busy. And <laughs> I think we were so deep into just trying to stay alive and get it open that I didn't take the time to really, I just didn't have the time to process what was really happening. Um, but that we might were, be a blessing. I think it was actually, otherwise I think I would have panicked. So you know, I think it was, you know, my partner and I both have a very, we're both of the same faith and we both have a very deep religious conviction. Um, we both rely on our faith um, very heavily. And because we both um, really travel on that same plane, we, we really never had a moment of panic. We, both of us had had such deep conviction that this was the right thing to do, that this is what, what we believe we were supposed to do for our community. And, and we just knew this might be really hard, but we never had a panic moment where we thought we're going to fail. We knew that we were going to get through it somehow that, and we, and we have, you know, I think um, that's easier said than done, but I think both of us had had our faith tried enough over the years through all life experiences that we realized, um, you know what, this is not the be all end all. We're going to make it. Yeah. And I think even you saying that, I took a deep breath 
it made me feel a sense of relief. When you go through life like that, it just makes things so much easier that yeah. it, n- nothing, not even the situation um, can break us. It can change right. us. Yeah. It can mold us. Mm-hmm. You know, it might make us cry. It might make us laugh. Yeah. It, who knows what it does. But in the end, um, how you approach life in those situations can make such a big difference. And I love mm-hmm. that you said um, that you both kind of went into this with that same approach and you never panicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get it. Even if you did panic, for those that are listening, I understand <laughs> no. that too. I'm sure personally, I did not handle the past six months with the most grace in every situation. But when you were talking about it, it just made me... It made me breathe. Like my shoulders oh, went down. That's so great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So thank you. I'd really like to know, and I want you to tell everyone. So it's all love, A L L U V place, right? Yeah. Um, tell us about the store because I feel I think it's more of a lifestyle store, correct? Yeah. I don't think I've talked about lifestyle stores yet, although they have become really popular. So tell me what that means to you and what your store offers. Our store has, um, I would say, so we have yours, mine, and ours. That that will change probably in the future. But going into it, Randy brought already had an established um, women's clothing business. She did a lot of pop up um, shows at wineries and things like that around our area. She's very successful with that. I had my um, my paint, and I sell Iron Orchid design, and I had my you know, a lot of people follow me because of my, my furniture know-how. So we each had these established businesses and we decided that that there was nowhere in our town to, um, there's little boutiques with a few little gifts and a few, you know, um, unique items, but really nowhere to get everything in one place. There was nowhere to get a nice baby gift. You know, we have Target and, and those things, some department stores, but not the kinds of things that you want that feel like they're special. So we really decided that was what was missing. So we have, um, we have the clothing and then we have, um, we're both launching some graphic tees um, line together. We have a really nice baby boutique. We have, um, we try to buy from businesses that also give back. So, um, that's kind of been our intention of, of trying to purchase from companies that also do good in the world. So some of our baby things, um, they, the different wholesalers also have programs they sponsor. Um, we have a lot of um, home entertaining, which is actually we're kind of shifting a little bit now that people are not entertaining <laughs> as much. Um, but things that home gifts, you know, things for your kitchen, lots of um, just uh, nice serving dishes and um, towels, and um, we have uh, we have a pretty big um, water community out here, and a lot of people spend a lot of time on the water on the delta. So we have things that sort of cater to um, to barbecues and things like that. Um, then we have um, we have the paint and um, iron orchid design, which is uh, furniture and decor embellishments. They're really fun to do all kinds of creative projects with. So, and then we also get, um, we have a lot of what we call girlfriend gifts. So we have um, cute frames and 
um, just things that we get a lot of women who like to buy things for their, especially I think during this time of shutdown, people can't necessarily socialize and the way that they like to. So if they get together with their friends outside, they want to be able to give something. So we have a lot of things that um, people buy for their friends. Um, again, they like to get the tea towels or they like to get, you know, cute, cute little plaques with cute girlfriend sayings on them, things like that. Um, so that seems to do very well for our community as well. And how big, just to give people an idea, how big is your retail space? If you know the square footage? Yes. Um, I think our usable retail space is probably about, uh, probably about 1700 square feet, maybe a little okay. bit more. So it's nice. It's an, it's a old, old building, um, which is, it's makes it really fun. We have a little historic downtown. Um, the building itself has a lot of really interesting history. It was, a, it was a bar and a restaurant and then it was a speakeasy and, there were tunnels that went between our um, the basement of our store and other bars um, in the city. So it's kind of neat. We have some neat history. Um, it's very, it's very open. It's just one big, huge open space, which, and there's tons of natural light. So it, it does, it feels very inviting and very welcoming when people enter. We have very high ceilings. It's, we really feel very fortunate to have that space. It is an amazing space. And at the end, we'll be sure to share where everyone can follow you so they can, okay. say, so the, so they can see pictures of the store and visit the oh, website. Thank we'll you. definitely talk about that. So just a few questions off of when you were talking about your business. You said yours, mine, and ours. Is that like yes. a tagline that you use? No, it's just that we, honestly, I think because this was such a new venture for both of us and we've both done our own businesses for so long, it was hard and, and the clothing makes, makes the bulk of the sales in our store. So it was a, that was kind of a difficult thing to sort of figure out how this is going to work the first year, um, you know, in terms of like what I was bringing to it, what Randy was bringing to it. So we just decided that we would sort of, we're sort of renters in our own store and then the rest of the store, the baby and the home decor and all of those things, that's a joint venture between us. Okay. Now that will probably change in the future, but um, for now that's working really well for us. We've, we've found a pretty good way to work. So, you know, have a partnership and we talk about that. It's like a, it's a, it's our other marriage, right? It really is. <laughs> so I know. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, I actually have uh, another interview scheduled with someone who also had a partnership and unfortunately that didn't go well. But, you know, sometimes you hear some amazing success stories and you hear somewhere they didn't work out so well. And some who walk away mutually and, you know, they're happy yeah. either walking away or changing or pivoting. It's different for everyone. So I don't want everyone to think that having a partnership is an awful experience. It's not always an awful experience. Yeah. I just want to mention that too. So, but you do have in your store, are you selling your furniture pieces? Are you still doing that? You know what? Can I just go back to the partnership um, comment for a second? Yeah. So in my, in a previous business, I did. It was not necessarily a retail type setup. It was more like distribution with a little retail. I did have a partner, um, and it did not end very well. I I I mean, it ended amicably, but we had very different ideas for what we wanted out of the business, um, and very different ideas about a work ethic. 
And at the end of the day, when we, we did all of our, you know, got all of our taxes filed, my CPA said to us, she said, I have seen very few partnerships work. And she said, it's very rare that it works. And I thought, and, and this person was, it was, this person was just challenging. I'll have to just say, I, I like to think I'm a pretty easygoing person. Um, and so I had it in my head. I'm never going to do this again. Never going to have a partner again. And when this arose with my friend of we've been, we've been friends for probably 20 years, not super close friends, but, but close enough that we knew each other's stories and families and things. Um, I had to do a lot of soul searching, but one thing and that really stuck out to both of us is that we've both been, and, and not marriage being perfect, but marriage working really well. We've both been married to the same person for tw 25 years. Um, and we have, I'd like to say we have really good marriages. We're very, we're very happy with our, you know, our spouse, but that's been work. So we really felt like that was a good indicator. If you can make a marriage work for a long time and you've learned to communicate really well, then um, if you find that match in another person, that makes a big difference. I think the biggest thing that um, between partners is respectful communication. That's, I think, a big breakdown sometimes. Oh, it's just not. Yeah. For sure. And I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that because some people who are considering partnerships out there, that um, that's something that they have to really, really, uh, consider and practice moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So just to go okay. back to the question, yeah. just, it was just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help people envision the store and I'm just wondering if you merchandise stuff on your own furniture pieces and I'm guessing you do. Yes. So we, d I do to some degree, um, you know, um, we, honestly, I would love to do more, but it just, it's been so crazy busy just getting it <laughs> up and running. So I have had some furniture in there that we do use to merchandise that I, they also have been selling. Um, but ideally we'd love to do more. I, my personal vision, um, for a, how a store that I like to shop in is where you have a mix of new and, and upcycled. And that's, you know, that's kind of, that's that a lot of our display is that it's upcycled things that, you know, that we've, we've, it doesn't, it's not just shelves. It's a very warm, um, it, it kind of looks like some, like how we would like to maybe someone's home to look. Right. That's what um, we always yeah. say too in our store. It's just, it's, it's eclectic. Yeah. I like when people come in and say that it feels warm and welcoming and, and that yeah. it all flows nicely. And that's yeah. really important because when you have an eclectic mix, it can seem like my mom would say chippy choppy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and we don't want it to be chippy choppy. I, chippy I could probably choppy. go, yeah, the things my mom says are hilarious. I like it. Um, so we only have a few minutes left. I just want to uh, ask a few questions. When you decided to join Master Shopkeepers, can you tell me why? Because now you've been in, I want to say four months. I think it's been about four months. Um, so I've listened to your podcast, I think, since day one. Um, and I heard you, um, I joined Savvy Shopkeepers and I think about the time that I decided to open my, my shop, I realized I needed all the help I could get. So that was, and you at back at that, that, that time you had a waiting list. So I waited until, um, you were accepting new membership and I applied and I has been the best decision mm -hmm. I have ever made as a store owner. I just, it's been so wonderful. It's so, oh, I, I mean, I feel like I take way more than I give sometimes, but I just love that there's a, 
a group that's a safe group that I can go to and ask. I mean, I'm in there asking questions often and people are so gracious about, about answering. And it's, it's a, it's wonderful because it's a safe space where there's not competition. Um, I don't, no one is feeling like I'm, I'm taking a trade secret from them. Or I, I love how you do protected territories. Um, and so I think that that's super helpful, but it's just, there's nowhere else like it where it's so safe to talk about all, all things retail. It just has been so, so helpful. I'm glad you say that because that was a really hard decision because I do talk about community over competition, mm -hmm. but in the end, you know, re, uh, one thing I've realized is retail is retail. And, um, I found that there were retail business owners who just wanted a safe space and it's what the community asked for. And I honored that. Uh, and you know, I'm sometimes kind of torn about how, how to manage a group like that because it's by application and it takes a lot of administrative work to handle applications and managing locations and all of that. But in the end, mm -hmm. it's really worth it because I find that the shopkeepers that are in there are so invested and so respectful and supportive. And I think it is because they feel like it's a very safe space for them. And that's usually what I want to create in communities are safe spaces, but that one even more so. I also want to say, because people you know, listening may not know you, is that you're one of those people who came in and just, <clears throat> excuse me, you took every bit of information in. And I remember when you first messaged me, I think it was on Instagram, and you were so grateful, yeah. even for the free content that I was putting out there. And it was almost like you couldn't get enough. You're like, please give me more. Like I just, <laughs> like, I need it all. It was I tend great. to be a little of an information junkie sometimes too. So <laughs> yeah, no, that ditto. So I get it. But I could just tell you were just like feed me the info, and you and you do. You take it and you use it, and you appreciate it, and um, you digest it. You don't just turn away from it because it might be overwhelming and too much. So it's been fantastic. So what are some of, you know, now that you're open and I can tell on your Facebook posts and what you say in the group that your business is actually, even though it was closed a week after yeah. your business is doing well, like I see, I see the smile on your face when you talk about it. So through master shopkeepers, is there anything in particular or a few things that really helped you become that successful business owner, especially through this virus? Yes. Um, some of the things that have really helped me were um, the Master Shopkeepers course that um, I, you know, I downloaded all of it and little by little by little, I went through every lesson. That was extreme. It, even if they're not things I've necessarily applied, just having that knowledge, there is a lot to be said for having confidence confidence in your business. And I really believe that, that if you can get yourself to a place where you may not know all the answers, but you're confident that you will figure it out. That's probably my biggest takeaway from master shopkeepers. I may not, there's so much. I, in fact, there's far more that I don't know than I do know, but I'm confident there's tools there to help me figure it out. And if you don't have it in, in the shopkeepers Academy, I can go to that group and ask and um, I think that's the overarching um, thing that I've taken from it is a level of confidence that there is always, there's always someone who's got our back. There's always someone who can answer questions. Um, the other thing I think where 
just especially all of the tips that you had during um, your um, the shutdown, your, I can't remember what you called that series. On, the reopen um, with confidence. Yes. Those Speaking things of were, confidence. <laughs> yes. Yes. They were extremely helpful in just seeing what other people were doing. Um, we've, we've just, we're going live twice a week, every week. We do one, one is a DIY project and one is clothing. And maybe we don't see direct sales from that, but I know that people are watching and I know it's got people, it's got people coming into the store. It has people paying attention to what we're doing. And most important, we are staying in front of people. That's, I feel like the number one, um, especially during a time when they couldn't actually come in the store. We wanted people to always know we're still here and, and making that connection with them. And that's fantastic because, you know, especially open, only being open for a week, you could have easily just thrown in the towel and said like, oh, I can't believe I just went through that. I'm just going to throw in the towel. We'll worry about doing a grand opening when all of this passes. When now we've moved forward four months, okay. we still have no idea yeah. when this is going to pass. So right. kudos to you for just saying, I'm going to make the best of it. We're going to connect with our audience. We have people that follow us. We, they want to shop. We want to serve them. So that's fantastic. So I'm going to try to wrap this up because I have a feeling, and I said this before when we talked, like I feel like we could talk for hours, <laughs> but what, what are your, what are your goals for all love? place aside from like opening again <laughs> I know exactly aside from um we really would like to be able to be that go-to store not just for our our area but for um you know for a greater area for our, our for the bay area we, ideally we'd like to push out nationwide we have very grandiose um lofty goals in our heads so we'll but we really want to be that place where when people think of um, they want to get a gift for someone or they want to feel good, they, you know, buying something that they will think of us first, that the products and the companies that we are buying from, they feel good about supporting them too. And, uh, you know, we, my Randy and I really work hard to walk that walk and to really let people know how much we appreciate them. And we want people to feel that even if they're shopping with us online, we want to let them know how much we appreciate their business and that we, it sounds so hokey, but we really do love them. We really have a love for people, not just because they're paying us, but because they're entrusting us with their, their resources. And we're very grateful for that. Well, I think that's a great way to end. I also just want to point out that it's so smart of you to realize that your brand overall, whether it's in your store or in your online presence, it's all in one and it all needs to flow harmoniously. Like yeah. when people visit your website, they should feel like they're visiting your store. They should um, have that same overall feeling of love. Mm -hmm. So on that note, where can everyone find you? So tell us what is your website and where can people find you on Facebook and Instagram? It is all love place, A L U V place.com is our website. And then our social media, Facebook and Instagram is the same at all love place. So we've tried to make it as simple as possible, but um, yeah, we are there. You can find us either place pretty often. So, okay. I love it. it that, I mean, that makes it easier. The easier, the better. I always say to people when they first start, if anyone's listening and you haven't started your retail business, 
try to get the same name across all platforms yeah. on Facebook, on Instagram, your website, the simpler, the better. Don't try to be unique. Um, yes. You want to make it as simple as possible for people to find you. Is there anything else you want to add that I didn't ask you or that you wanted to mention? Um, I guess what I would just like to add is that if, you know, people are listening and they are considering going down this route to, to you know, you won't know until you try. Um, at least, you know, if you're, if you're a maker and you're considering a brick and mortar, you know, just try putting your, your work, you know, your feelers out there and renting a space and seeing if that's for you. And honestly, for me, that was the best path because I really got to take a test drive of retail before I decided I really wanted to do this this on my own. Um, but it has been the most rewarding aside from my family and my children, which is the, you know, that this, which is true, but it sounds like a stock answer, but <laughs> it has been, you know, what it's been truly, I think the most rewarding thing as to my, in my life so far. I just, oh, I love it. Yeah. It's so, it thank is. you for that, for the opportunity to be here. Yeah. Thank you. It's, um, there's something to be said, like when you see that space and you open it and sometimes after you open and you look around and you're like, wow, I did yeah. this. I yeah. built this. This is my blood, sweat and tears. And sometimes yeah. it is all three. Can, yes. thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate you being in master shopkeepers and the really good conversations that we have. So have a great day. Thanks everyone. You know where to follow her. Thanks, Kathy. Have a great day.